Hi, I'm Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Welcome, Disney friends. I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you're having a great week so far. Mine's been so far so good. I've had a little bit of construction going on at my house, and so that's made it a little tricky to find time to record. So recording this later in the evening than I usually do, but that's okay. We're making it work. It's going to be great. I do have to pick out a paint color and for my walls and I don't know what to do right now my walls are all white and I actually kind of love it because I like really dark furniture and it just kind of goes well with the white so I think I'm gonna go white again but have you ever been to look at white paint samples it's not as easy as you might think there are hundreds of different colors that are supposedly white so it's tricky that's what's on my mind lately is finding white paint. It's actually the white that I want. So we'll get through it. I'll figure it out. It's just, I mean, more complicated than I really thought it was going to be. But that's okay. I hope you're doing great. Are you all ready for the holidays? Because they are rapidly approaching. They're going to be here before you know it. I have almost done all of my shopping. Thank you, Amazon. I'm just surrounded by Amazon boxes at this point. I haven't actually opened any of the Amazon boxes. I probably should. I assume they're sending me the right things, but I don't really know. That's on my to-do list. Start opening up Amazon boxes and see where I'm actually at with my holiday shopping. I also ordered all of my Christmas cards. I've been addressing those and sending those out. And I ordered some special Disney Christmas cards that I'm sending out to my subscribers and I'm pretty excited about that. So on Instagram, I have subscribers who um, pay a monthly fee and they get access to extra stories and I do lives once a week for them and we do giveaways and it's actually really fun. So these are some of the best people ever. They're so sweet. I love chatting with them. I have, there's like a little icon that goes next to their name so I can see that they are a subscriber. So whenever I open up my DMs on Instagram, I always scan for those little badges first and answer their questions first because I want to make sure that they are my top priority because they are so sweet to be supporting my small business by being a subscriber on Instagram. So I appreciate them so much. So I got them some holiday cards I've been addressing. I'm going to send them out all a little card. I'm excited about that. If you're interested in becoming a subscriber, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can check it out, see what you think. I'm also thinking about what to give my neighbors for Christmas. Do you give your neighbors Christmas gifts? I mean, not really gifts. I try to give them a little treats or, you know, just something a little like, thanks for being such a great neighbor, that kind of thing. I usually give them a family Christmas card and then something else. 
but I'm having a hard time coming up with the something else this year. It's tricky. I wish I was one of those people that gave the same thing every year and everybody looked forward to it. Do you know what I'm talking about? When I was growing up, our next door neighbor always made fresh homemade donuts and then she would bring them around a few days before Christmas and every year I would get so excited about her bringing around these donuts. She was like the donut Christmas lady and I wish I was, like I wish I had something that I took around to my neighbors during the holidays that everybody looked forward to. But I haven't found that thing yet. I don't know. I'm racking my brain about that. I did get a gift from a neighbor today that was these little homemade hand warmers. I thought it was such a cute idea. She just took some flannel fabric, filled them with rice, and then sewed it up. So it's this little mini rice pack that you put in the microwave, warms it up, and then you can put it in your pockets to keep your hands warm. Or you could use it as like a little heating pad or something like that. I thought it was such a brilliant idea. So cute. And I'm actually really excited to use them. I'm going to put them to good use. So that was sweet of her. So I got to think of something. I got to think of something that I can give consistently every year that people will be excited about. That's like, that sounds like a tall order, huh? (laughs) I don't know. These are the things that are on my mind lately. But we've got some fun things to talk about today. Let's get into some Disney news. There's really not a ton of Disney news except Disneyland, I mean Disney World, released their closing date for Splash Mountain, which is January 23rd. But we do not have a closing date yet for Disneyland. So they're closing Splash Mountain, they're retheming it, Princess of and the Frog theming, and I imagine that Disneyland is going to be pretty close behind Splash or Disney World for closing Splash Mountain. We know that it is going to reopen sometime late in 2024. So they're going to have almost two years, really, to retheme this attraction. And I imagine if they need that much time at Disney World, they're going to need about the same amount of time at Disneyland. So I'm not sure why they haven't given us the date. I I believe that they know the date. Why they don't just tell us, I don't know. They like to do a lot of things that I don't understand. Hopefully we get the date soon, but I imagine it will be early February. Early to mid-February is my guess. I think they want it open for the kickoff of the big Disney 100 celebration that starts January 27th. I think it'll be close behind though, so we will see. I will keep you posted when we hear anything about that. We're also anxiously waiting on some Disney special event nights that traditionally have happened in February, March and May. They've had Sweetheart Night in February, March there's been a Villains Night, and then there's been a Star Wars Night in May, and we haven't had tickets or information about those quite yet, so they should be coming soon. I imagine they'll be happening again this year, just like they have in years past, but we don't have that information quite yet. Probably soon, though. Don't forget, I am doing a giveaway here for you for my amazing podcast listeners and all you have to do is rate and review my podcast so if you haven't already please become a subscriber so you don't miss anything you can subscribe I think there's just a little button 
that says subscribe so it automatically puts the latest episodes on your device. And then if you would rate and my review my podcast, it really helps me grow. That's how people find me. For some reason, Apple, which is the main place where people find me, doesn't, same with Spotify, but it doesn't show me very high in the rankings unless people continue to leave reviews. It's kind of annoying. So it doesn't matter how many people download my podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen to the show. It's reviews that really make a difference. I wish it was different because then I wouldn't have to sit here and beg you for reviews, but that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here and begging you for reviews. Merry Christmas. I am giving doing a giveaway though. So if you leave a review, you will be entered into a $25 Disney gift card giveaway. And you can use this next time you're at the parks. You can also use it on Shop Disney. So even if you're not visiting the parks anytime soon, you can still put a Disney gift card to good use. I want to read a review that I got from Exercise Girl. It says, Best Disney Podcast. I purchased a custom Disney plan from Melissa a few years ago, which made our trip a total success. I recently discovered that she had a podcast and have had so much fun listening to all the tips, tricks, and fun info about the park she has to share. I have another trip coming up and listening to Melissa gets me so excited. She is a real Disney pro and her information is priceless. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's so sweet. Just thank you for taking time to leave a review. Makes my day. So please, if you would, the giveaway goes until the end of the year. So December 31st, that's the cutoff date. So rate, review, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Because I've got some really fun stuff coming up next year. I'm excited. I've been making lists of ideas new episodes, guests I want to have on the podcast, all kinds of things. If you have an idea of a show that I should do or a guest that I should have, I would love to hear about it. Send me a DM through Instagram or a DM through Facebook, or you can send me an email at melissa at mixinsomemagic.com. That's right. I'll put a link to my email in the show notes so to make it easy for you. But if you have any ideas, something you'd like to hear, something you want to learn about, let me know or a guest that you would like to see because I'm going to get lots more guests on in 2023 and I'm excited. It's going to be great. Today though, we are going to talk all about the best and the worst and everywhere in between the times, best of times to visit Disneyland in 2023 and kind of some of the things that we know are going to be happening during the year. We're going to talk about the lowest crowd times, the highest crowd times, and a lot of the special events that are going to be taking place. If you're planning a trip sometime next year and you're not really sure when you want to visit, or maybe you're not even planning a trip for next year, but you know that you want to plan a trip eventually, but you don't know exactly when you want to go, then this episode will be helpful for you to kind of narrow it down So you can decide when the best time for you and your family is to visit. So we're going to talk all about that. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get right into it. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix In Some Magic.
you've ever tried to get dining reservations at Disneyland, you might have come away a little disappointed. Sometimes dining reservations are really hard to get, especially for the more popular ones like Lamplight Lounge and Oga's Cantina and Blue Bayou and Carnation Cafe. Disneyland has some really great dining, but getting reservations can be a big pain. Luckily, there's the service called Mouse Dining that I have been using that I absolutely have been loving. So what you do, you go onto their website. I'll put a link in the show notes. You tell them what day you're visiting. You tell them what dining reservations you're looking for and about what time. And then when those dining reservations become available, they will send you an email to let you know. And then you can hop on and book it really quickly. That's their free service. Or... If you would like to use their paid service, you can do the same thing. Tell them what you're looking for, what day, what time, and they will send you a text when that dining becomes available. Then you can jump on real quick and book it. I've been able to score some really awesome reservations at Disneyland and at Disney World using this service that I would not have been able to get otherwise. So it's really handy, especially if you're something if you're looking for something really specific. So check them out. I know you're going to love them. I will put a link to them in my show notes, but they are a game changer for dining reservations. All right, let's talk about the best time to visit Disneyland in 2023. Now, this is a tricky thing to talk about because the best time for me might not be the best time for you. So there really isn't a single best time to visit. Maybe you're looking for the very lowest crowds and you don't mind taking your kids out of school. You don't mind if some of the attractions are closed for refurbishment. You don't mind if you might have rainy weather. You just want lower crowds. Maybe that's your thing. Or maybe you're like, no, we can only visit during the summer or on school breaks because I can't take my kids out of school. Or maybe you really want to visit during Halloween time or during the holidays. There's a lot of different times to visit during the year and there's a lot of like good and bad things about each time of the year. So we're going to talk about all of that so that you can decide what's best for your family because I don't think that there's one best time that works collectively for everybody. Now I have put together some crowd calendars on my website. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. So I have a crowd calendar for every single month of the year that I want you to look at when you are trying to plan your trip. It will help you decide, maybe avoid some of the busier times of year, but I want you to use them and not obsess about them. Because I know, at least for me, it's really easy to get obsessed with a crowd calendar. But crowd calendars, I'm telling you, are really hard to make accurately. Like, I can look at past crowd levels at Disneyland. I can look at bunches of, like, convention center crowds. You know, like, when conventions are going to be happening at Disneyland. I can look at school breaks. But it's really hard to determine crowd levels, especially at Disneyland, because they have a huge group of local magic key holders that come to visit the parks on a daily basis. And so it's really hard to determine how many of them there's going to be and on and on. So when you look at crowd calendars, make sure you kind of 
use them as a tool, but don't get super obsessed with them because they are subject to change at any moment. And really, it's just a guessing game. I don't have a crystal ball that I'm looking into and I'm able to determine the exact crowd level. This is just my best educated guess. So keep that in mind and don't obsess because I have obsessed in the past and I don't want you to do that. It's not good for anybody. Now, I don't live in California, but I do visit the parks frequently. And I have noticed in recent years that there really isn't much of an off or slow season at Disneyland anymore. It pains me to say it, but it's true. Disneyland is a busy place. It attracts lots of crowds because it's amazing. So a lot of people want to be there and Disneyland hosts a lot of special events that they don't do at Disney World because they want to bring in more of their magic key holders and local guests to keep things fun and exciting for them. So they have a lot of special events and festivals, especially in the off season to bring in more guests and keep things fun and exciting. So I feel like the last few years Disneyland has been pretty consistently crowded. Now, of course, there are like higher crowd times and lower crowd times, but in general, Disneyland's just busy because that's how Disneyland likes it. That's how they make money. If they have an empty park, it's great for the guests visiting that day, but it's not great for their bottom line. So Disneyland does what they can to keep their parks full, believe it or not. They have a reservation system in place, but that is not to control crowds as much as it is to help them know how much food to order and help them know how many employees they need to have, things like that. So it's crowded. It's going to be crowded really no matter when you go. But that being said, don't let that stress you out or make you change your vacation plans because just because Disneyland is crowded doesn't mean that you're not going to have a great time. You're still going to be able to experience a ton of attractions. You're still going to be able to enjoy all the incredible entertainment. You're still going to be able to eat all the yummy food. The magic is still there and Disneyland is still the happiest place on earth. Plus, if you implement a lot of strategies like rope dropping and rider switch and using Genie Plus, using single rider line, those kinds of things, mobile ordering, all the things I talk about all the time, it's really going to make a big difference in your vacation. So I do have a ton of tips on my website. I'll put a link to my website in the show notes so you can check them out. I'll put a link specifically to my Disneyland tips so you can check that out. I also have new touring plans on there that I've created that utilize Genie Plus that are really awesome and helpful. You can download one of these and it will give you a step-by-step guide to walk you through Disneyland. So it will be like, now you're going to book your lightning lane for this attraction, and then you're gonna ride this, this, and this, and then you're gonna book a lightning lane for this attraction. It walks you through everything to help you avoid the long lines to get on the most attractions that you possibly can, because there's a little bit of strategy involved to using Genie Plus. You can't walk into the parks at 1 p.m 
and expect to be able to walk on a bunch of rides with Genie Plus. It just doesn't work that way. There's strategy that I have obsessed about and created these touring plans to help you. So make sure you take advantage of that. Okay, let's talk about the lowest crowd times at Disneyland, even though they're kind of few and far between. So at any given day during the year or week during the year, then the lowest crowds are going to be on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Now, I have noticed that Sundays seem to be a little less crowded as well, as long as you're avoiding holiday weekends. So I think this is because a lot of people assume that Sundays are going to be super crowded, so they don't go on Sundays. A lot of the locals don't go on Sundays because they're ready to like get their kids settled in for the week, start back to school, that kind of thing. And Sunday is a big travel day for people who are coming and going. So people who are coming to Disneyland are probably arriving on Sunday for the week and people who are going home are probably going home on Sunday. So Sunday seems to be a little bit less crowded as well. So if you're looking for the very lowest crowds, you're going to want to skip times when kids are out of school like summer break. Summer is always crazy busy, spring breaks, fall breaks, school holidays, and school holidays can be really hard to navigate because there's so many different schools and schedules all around the United States and Canada. So that's tricky to navigate. Chances are though, if you are taking your kids out of school, it's going to be a lower crowd time unless it's like March, April and really a spring break time because spring breaks are spread out all throughout March and April. You're just not really sure who's on spring break. Just assume everyone is because that's how it feels when you're visiting during that time. (sighs) Am I stressing you out yet? I'm not trying to. Now, really low crowd during the year are like right after Disney finishes wrapping up for the holidays. That's a good time to visit. The very end of January, avoiding holidays. Now this this year, I don't know that that's going to be the case because Disneyland's kicking off their 100 celebration on January 27th. But if you snuck in before January 27th, like sometime after January 9th, but before January 27th, and avoiding any holidays during that time, crowds would probably be pretty low. Traditionally, crowds are low during February. Also, again, with the Disney 100 celebration happening this year, I don't know, that might change a little bit. Now, Halloween day seems to be pretty low crowds. Nobody wants to miss trick-or-treating in their neighborhood with their family, so a lot of people do not visit Disneyland on Halloween day. That's a good day to go or right after that week after Halloween because Disneyland is transitioning from Halloween time to the holidays and a lot of people will want to visit during Halloween time or the holidays and so they will wait until the holidays have kicked off or they've already visited for Halloween. So that's a good time of year to visit. Also, if you want to visit during the holidays for lower crowds, the week before Thanksgiving is usually lower. Once you get into Christmas time, first two weeks of December are lower-ish, and then it just gets busier and busier as you get up to Christmas. Now, if you're visiting during the lower crowd times of January through February before spring break hits, you can expect to have 
shorter park hours, which seems kind of like a bummer, but because lines are not as long, you're able to get on more things. And you're also going to expect less entertainment. They don't have as many things going on around the parks. And a lot of rides are closed for refurbishments during this time. We're just getting the new refurbishments out for January. And there's a lot of things that are going to be closed. Indiana Jones is closing down in January for a lengthy refurbishment. Won't be open until spring sometime. Lots of things closed down. And I do have a refurbishment calendar on my website. I'll put a link to that so you can check. I keep it updated all the time so that you can go on there and see what's going to be closed when you go to visit. Okay, let's talk about the highest crowds at Disneyland and times that you might want to avoid. Now, I don't mind it being crowded, but I do avoid these times of the year mostly. So, really any major holidays like Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, the 4th of July, those kinds of things, summer vacation, spring break. Those are all higher times. But major holidays, New Year, like New Year's Day is crazy busy. Fourth of July is very busy. I visited on Thanksgiving and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So like I said, it's really kind of hit and miss, but those are the busiest times of year. I don't think I would ever recommend that somebody visit between Christmas and New Year's. That is a crazy busy time and borderline a little miserable because of crowds. So if you can pick when you're visiting Disneyland, then I recommend something that is not a major holiday. If you have to visit during the summer, it's a great choice to visit in June. That's going to be a little less crowded. Or one of the very best times to visit if you don't mind taking your kids out of school or maybe they haven't started yet is the very last week of August because a lot of kids start back have already gone back to school and nobody wants to take their kids out of school right when they start. So if you're willing to take your kids out of school right when they start then that last week of August might be a good choice for you. Now I do want to talk about some of the things you can expect to be happening over at Disneyland for each month of the year. And I do have a guide, a full guide to every month of the year on my website. Just go to my website. Maybe you want to know about March. Put in March. It'll give you a crowd calendar, things that usually happen in March. It'll give you like what kind you can expect for weather, a packing list, those kinds of things. Lots of helpful information. So, like I said, Disneyland in January usually means shorter wait times, shorter park hours, but they do a lot of ride maintenance during January and February. Now, this year in January, the Disney 100 celebration is kicking off January 27th. There's also a new ride in Toontown opening January 27th, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So, that's going to be big and I think it's going to make February pretty busy. I would avoid, avoid Martin Luther King Day if you're looking for lower crowds, though. Now, February, avoid President's Day if you're looking for lower crowds. February can be a little rainy. You just kind of have to keep an eye on the weather, but rain can be really nice. At Disneyland, it can clear out crowds, especially if you're prepared for the rain. I have tons of information on my website about 
being prepared for the rain at Disneyland. But you can have some of your best days in the rain at Disneyland. So don't let rain keep you away from visiting in February. Now, March has a lot going on. Usually the Food and Wine Festival kicks off in March and goes through April. Toontown has been closed for almost a year, but it will be reopening March 8th, which is pretty exciting. So that's going to bring in lots of crowds wanting to see the new Toontown. But like I said, just because there's going to be crowds doesn't mean you're not going to have a good time. Keep that in mind. Crowds don't necessarily mean a terrible time at Disneyland. Now, April is going to be busy with spring breaks, the food and wine festival, and good weather. People get excited because usually you don't get a lot of rain in April, but it's not hot yet. Usually. So, April is a great time to visit. Then we have May. May, the crowds are a little lighter, especially towards the end of the month now that spring break is slowing down, but grad nights start in May. That's when Disneyland celebrates grad high school graduates. They come from all over the state and they get their own personal party in the nighttime over at California Adventure. But a lot of them have park hoppers and they'll be at Disneyland during the day and California Adventure. So they can draw large crowds from these graduating high school seniors that can make it a little busier on certain days in May. I have guide to grad night on my website. You can search for that. And as soon as I know the dates for grad night in 2023, then I will update that and put them on there. Also, Memorial Day weekend will be busy. So if you can avoid that, that will be helpful. Now, June means summer crowds are going to be there. It also means longer park hours. Whenever there's higher crowds, then Disney tries to combat this with longer park hours. So they will stay open later and open earlier, which is really a good thing. I kind of feel like it balances out because in the in the shorter, the lower crowd times, I mean, then you have shorter park hours. But then in the more crowded, you have longer park hours. So I feel like you are able to do about the same amount of things if you're willing to stay later and get there earlier during those higher crowd times. You do spend more time waiting in line, but you have more time in the park to spend time in line, if that makes any sense. You do need to start preparing for the summer heat. If you're going to be visiting, June is usually a little less hot than it will be later on. Grad nights continue in June, so you can expect that. July means higher crowds, highest of the summer, usually happens all through July, and hot temperatures. And then with the summer holidays, you know, people are going to be there. You can still find short lines in the morning, rope dropping later in the evening. The lines will die down. I would avoid the, avoid the 4th of July if possible. Now, in August, the beginning is pretty busy, but like I said, the attendance decreases towards the end of the month because people's kids are getting back to school. They don't want to take them out at the beginning. It is very hot in August, and you can always expect Haunted Mansion to be closed the last couple weeks of August so it can have its holiday overlay. So make sure if Haunted Mansion is your number one thing, you're not going to want to go the last two weeks in August because it will be closed, but plan on it being hot. 
September, early September usually has low crowds until Halloween time begins, which is early September. So there's a day or two in September that'll have lower crowds, but once Halloween time kicks off, it's going to be busy. People love Halloween time at Disneyland. The Oogie Boogie Bash begins in September. It's a very popular and in my opinion is maybe one of the best special events that Disneyland does. It's still really hot in September. So if you think that you're going in the fall, it's going to be hot. You're not going to be wearing your boot and boots and scarves and your fall attire because it's still very hot in September. Now, October is full swing Halloween, Oogie Boogie Bash. Crowds are steady, although I feel like they get a little less the closer you get to Halloween day. Weather is still hot, so plan accordingly. I've had some of the hottest days I've ever had in the parks in September and October. Now, November is a great time of year to visit Disneyland because crowds are lower during the very beginning of the month before the holidays kick off. And then once the holidays begin, the crowds will be there, but not too bad until Thanksgiving time. And then they really pick up. Now, the weather does usually start to cool down in November. Thank goodness, because the heat at Disneyland can be rough. Now, keep in mind that It's a Small World gets a holiday overlay, so that will be closed at the end of October, usually for a week or so, so that it's ready to go early November when the holidays kick off. Now, Disneyland in December can be a bit crowded, <laughs> especially during like right before Christmas and all the way through New Year's. So if you are looking for the lowest crowds, the earlier in December you can visit, the better. And again, sticking to that middle of the week is going to give you the lowest crowds possible. Weather can be a little chilly in December. You just don't know, but sometimes it can be a little chilly. So make sure whenever you decide to visit that you keep an eye on the weather so that you are prepared, whether it's going to be hot, whether it's going to be cold, rainy, whatever it is, you don't want to be there and be miserable. So keep an eye on the weather leading up to your trip so that you can make sure that you're prepared. I also have an Amazon packing list. I'll put that in the show notes as well. That is really helpful because there's a lot of things that you might not think about that you're going to need for your trip. Disneyland will happily sell you any of these things, but it's a lot more expensive. So if you can avoid having to emergency buy something at Disneyland that you forgot or that you didn't think that you would need, but you do, then it's going to save you some money. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. But hopefully that was helpful. Just a really brief overview. Really what I want you to know is that it doesn't matter when you decide to visit, you really can have a good time no matter when you visit. Even if you visit between Christmas and New Year's, the craziest time at Disneyland, you can still have a good time. It's still going to be fun. It's still going to be amazing. I think the bottom line is Don't let crowds decide if you're going to have fun or not because there's always going to be crowds at Disneyland. There's always going to be people there. Everyone wants to visit the happiest place on earth, but they don't get to decide what kind of vacation you have. You're still going to have a great time, especially if you're using Genie Plus, rope dropping, mobile ordering, those kinds of things. So I hope this was helpful for you. I really, really do. 
Don't forget about my partners at Getaway Today. If you're booking a Disneyland or Disney World or Universal Studios vacation because they have the best prices, you're going to save money on your park tickets and they also have amazing deals on hotels. So you can book a deal where you get like buy three nights, get the fourth night free. And anytime you can save money is amazing. So save some money, book through Getaway today. They have layaway plans. And if you find a better deal somewhere, just give them a call, let them know, and they will adjust your price. They really are amazing. I love them. I don't book my Disney trips anywhere else because their customer service is top notch and they really are just great people. They're the number one ticket provider to the Disneyland Resort. And I just can't say enough about them. I love them. I love working with them and Disney loves them. Disney actually just bought them some Dole Whip machines to keep in their office for their employees. And I'm kind of a little bit jealous because they can have a Dole Whip whenever they want. So I have like, I've like been tempted to drive down to their office just to get a Dole Whip. <laughs> I might do it someday. We'll see. Anyway, I'll put a link to them in the show notes. Check them out. They're great. Now I have a really fun giveaway coming up on my Instagram next week. I've teamed up with some small shops and some other Disney creators to do a 12 days giveaway. So each day I'm going to be giving away something different on my Instagram and it's going to be a really easy giveaway. You don't have to tag a million people and like, you know, those giveaways. I'm just so over them. They're like, tag 25 people and tell me your favorite holiday treat. It's nothing like that. You're just going to have to go to my stories and swipe a little bar. And when you swipe, you'll be entered to win. So it's going to be the easiest thing. Plus, I think it'll be fun. And I can't wait to show you some really fun products from these awesome small Disney shops and maybe introduce you to a couple of Disney creators that you didn't know about before. So keep an eye on my Instagram for that coming next week. I really can't wait. I think it's going to be awesome. Now, don't forget to leave a review, rate my podcast. I'm doing a giveaway here just for you. So leave a review, rate and review. Wait, did that rhyme? Leave a review, rate and review. No, that doesn't make any sense. I thought I had something there for a second. I don't. I've got nothing. No fun little rhymey jingle. I'll think about it. Maybe I can come up with something. Oh, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. You can also find me on TikTok, but I hate it over there. That I'm sorry if you love TikTok. I don't get it. I think I'm too old for TikTok. I don't know. I put stuff on there, but I don't understand. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't get it. But I am on TikTok. I'm also on Facebook. I have an awesome Facebook group if you want to check that out. I have a newsletter that I send out just every once in a while with like really helpful information. So you want to join my newsletter, you're totally welcome to. I'll put a link in the show notes. Same with my Facebook group. And I just started a YouTube channel. I don't really put anything great on there. Just some little shorts. I'm still learning about YouTube. I don't really watch YouTube, so I don't know a lot about it. But I am toying with the idea of recording my podcast recordings and putting those on YouTube starting next year in January. We'll see. But then I have to like put on makeup and and real clothes and not my pajamas for these pod, podcast recording sessions. So I'm going to give it a shot. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll see. 
but I am on YouTube, so I'll put a link to that too if you want to check it out. I think I have like 10 subscribers over on YouTube, so things are going well over on YouTube. Um, that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. I hope you're getting ready for the holidays. I hope it's not stressful because that's the worst. So hopefully you're having a smooth sailing holiday season, but I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for being here. You're the best. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.